This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. DeAndre Hopkins comes back and has a great game. 10 catches, 103 yards. He was out for a while for, um, you know, he got suspended for PED use. Um... He's also healing from injuries and stuff like that, but came back and gave them the added punch that they needed. So I think the Cardinals are going to be fine going forward. The win puts them at three and four at this point. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're still, still within reason in regards to making the playoffs. Yo, bad. That shit crazy. On a Saturday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Megaphone as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Pod. I'm all over the place, man. Go to YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button. Like, share, and comment because the page is growing. Also, the Grid Network. Hit up those socials as well. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, have the YouTube channel as well. Look for the Grid Network. A lot of great content there. Lots to get into today. You know, Claw's not here. Um, and we are going guestless for the first day. See how that goes. You know, you're just going to hear my obnoxious takes by myself, which is good. You know, I don't have to use a guest and, you know, have them try to sway me a certain way. But we got Jimmy, the super intern in the building. What's up, Jimmy? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, you know. I'm always happy to see you. Uh, Nicole on the ones and twos, the silent assassin is what I call her. What's up, Nicole? (laughs) Lots to get into today, though. We got Thursday night football to discuss. We have, uh, you know, a big trade in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey is a, you know, big time running back that got traded to the 49ers. That's big. Uh, NFL picks. Got the Lakers to talk about. My dreaded Lakers. They're 0-2, and I got a lot to say about that. Um, Philadelphia 76ers as well. They're supposed to be one of the best teams in the NBA. They're 0-2 as well. Um, there's another misconduct scandal in the NBA in regards to fraternizing with a female employee. So that's another thing. Um, Dak Prescott returns to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh, Dan Snyder may end up getting removed. We have an owner that wants them that wants him out and has made it public. Um, and then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. So, I want to start with this. We've all seen the issues with Kanye West. We've all seen, um, the public erosion, I would call it, of what's going on with him. You know, the, um, 
the 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 racial remarks that he's made, you know, against the Jewish community and anti-Semitic comments that he's made. I think he made a half-hearted apology on um on a podcast. I, I can't remember the guy's name, a British guy. Um but what are your thoughts on that, Jimmy, in regards to what you've seen out of Kanye West as a young person? Um, you know, what do you think about it? He seems like he's just like manic. Yeah. Like full like that's kind of how his mental state seems. Like he goes crazy for a bit and then yeah. he kind of lays low. Yeah. And he goes crazy for a bit and then he kind of lays low. Right. I feel like it's kind of common, like the artistic type of people. Right. Like a lot of them tend to just like lose their minds. Kind yeah. Of. Because I mean, like when you're a genius, you run that fine line, right? Of being sane and crazy because your brain goes to a different level that somebody else can't. It was why guys like Elon Musk do what they do, right? Like Elon Musk is a very weird character. Um, you know, there's other characters in our society and in the history that they're very strange guys. Like they, they're not, they're very socially awkward or they say some wild shit because their brain just operates a little differently. It's why they're where they are. And I, I will never take away, um, Kanye's great ability as a creator. I think he's, he's one of the few people in, in this, in the history of like art and music and business that has shaped culture. Kanye is a part of our culture. Like, you know, how many rappers and performers, you know, had a successful sneaker line, you know, he's now mm-hmm. into fashion. He's a fashion guru. Um, you know, he's a, he's a legend in regards to producing, making beats. He's a, Legend in his own right in regards to music. So he's conquered so many different uh, genres and, and, and things that it amazes me, you know. But at the same time, what we're seeing out of Kanye, the erosion in his mental state, it's always been there. The problem is that now there's more cameras. The problem is that now everything is magnified a thousand percent. The problem is that Money, more money is involved. The thing that made Kanye great to people was his unwavering confidence in himself. You know, when he first started, it was about, you know, yeah, people look at me as a producer, but I'm an artist. I can rap and I'm going to prove that I can be able to get a deal being a rapper Rather than you just looking at me as a producer and that's my way in, right? I'm going to do that, but I'm going to also prove to you that I can do that. Yeah, people mm-hmm. looked at him as what? They thought he was crazy. Oh, come on, man. You don't rap. Now, he did it. Did it well. Sold a lot of records. Made a ton of money. Is, a, is an icon. And that strength, that ability to have that confidence in himself is now putting him in trouble because what we've seen out of Kanye is an, is an erosion of awareness. He believes that because he's Kanye, he can be able to say whatever he wants because he's Kanye. He can be able to, you know, talk bad about one portion of the population, say certain things and pander to one side of the base 
and then come back again and pander to this side of the base when he wants something. And that's what we're seeing right now is that he's he's made you know comments about slavery, he's made comments about George Floyd, he's getting sued for that now. The family is suing him for 250, I think it should be more. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see what they settle for, right? Um but it's always it's always something that benefits him. And that's that's the way people have to look at it. And what they're doing to him now is that you're seeing one side of the entertainment business or one side of the political um, atmosphere or even the people that are in the middle. They're monetizing his illness. Instead of somebody coming to Kanye and saying, I think you should lay low. I think you shouldn't do interviews anymore. Everybody wants to put a camera in his face. So if I'm somebody who's struggling mentally, if I'm somebody who may need some support in my personal life, the worst thing that you can do is put a camera in my face. The worst thing you can do is mic me up because I'm going to use that platform as a cry for help, as therapy. And that type of therapy is not good for him. You know, it's one of it's just like Will Smith, right? Will Smith blew up on Chris Rock. It it had nothing to do with what Chris Rock said about Jada. It was a accumulation of abuse and things that were happening in his personal life that he just blew up. So instead of putting cameras in his face, instead of him acting, instead of him putting out these movies and doing public appearances. He should have did what he did after he slapped Chris Rock disappear. Mm-hmm. Because that camera, although it made you rich, it's also it's also a, a, a negative thing. It can become very toxic. And if you don't understand how to use that, it can destroy you. So that that's my thing with him, is that he just needs to go away. He's, you know, lay low. Just <clears throat> disappear for a few years back to wyoming yeah wherever like you album. know what i mean like you can still create and and and, and um make your music and and have your clothing line but don't do any interviews don't have any public appearances just disappear for a while because he needs help he really does and you know a lot of, oh you know kanye speaking the truth and all this like <laughs> i was telling y'all off camera that the message can be sound the messenger isn't. And that's the problem. Is that he just needs to stop. You know, so that's my little PSA for Kanye. I said it if he was on my couch, I'd tell him that he's fucking crazy to his face. I would. Because somebody needs to tell him. All the people that he has around him is not telling him that. They're not telling him that he needs to take his medication. That he needs to do some things that's going to be positive. No, no, no. They still have camera crews following him. They still have this. What is that going to do for him? Nothing. Does nothing for him. So, you know, it's tough. Um, and shout the remix. Um, over there sleeping, snoring in the camera. I love it. Um, but what's that rapper that she was telling me about, Jimmy? Uh, uh. Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign. Yeah. I want to talk about this real quick. But the guy performed at the Nets game. 
at halftime. And my boy, who's a Nets fan, sent it to me. And I'm watching it because, you know, I don't follow the, the new dudes in hip-hop. I, I don't know who Fabio Foreign from the other dude. I, they all sound the same to me, right? But I'm watching this shit, and I'm like, he don't know the song. Like, he's singing the song, and he's forgetting the words. I'm like, I've never understood that. Like, if you make a song, you're supposed to know, supposed to know your music. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? What was that? I don't know. I think it's kind of like the new age of like rapping. Kind of maybe like goes to his head like too early. That's the drugs. You over here, you over here trying to be nice, Jimmy. That's the drugs. <laughs> That's what it is. He must be so high that he, can't <laughs> he he forgot the words. And yet people are still booking him for 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 appearances. Like what you what you doing? He did this, didn't he do this on, on, on Kanye's thing or something like that? Yeah. He did this before. He gonna talk about he gonna blame it on the sound guy. Why are you gonna throw the sound people under the bus? It's you. I seen like I saw you lip syncing and you forgetting the words. That got nothing to do with the sound guy. That got nothing to do with the sound guy. He's just playing the music. How can you blame? <laughs> how can you blame the sound guy for that? Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Crazy. Another thing. Uh, you know. I'm sure people have seen the, these videos circling around uh, Akon. Akon did an interview saying that, you know, he paid $7,500 for a hair transplant. And everybody's like, all right, cool, $7,500 for the, But it looks fucking terrible. So if you, sp- <laughs> if you spend $7,500 getting that, you, you, you should have you paid double. Because maybe, <laughs> maybe you would got somebody better to be able to help the corners Cause the corners ain't really come in that that much, and he had a fade. It just like his hairline is like way back here. So instead of it like being in the normal space of like here, it's like way back here, and it's just like, bruh, no, you might as well be bald. Just just bald it off again and start from scratch. Go to somebody else so they can help you, so they can fill in the extra like two inches that you need to bring it back to the <laughs> to the front. So I I I I don't know. I don't know. I, I um. I don't know if I would ever do that. I don't know if I would ever, if my hair were to go, I think I'd just, I'd just let it go. I don't, I don't understand. Like, listen, we, we, we've had this conversation several times on this show. <laughs> we don't do man wigs. We don't do man buns. We, we, we just don't do that. All right. We just don't, I don't care how much money I got. If I, if I'm $6 billion in, right. Does it really matter if I have hair? People are gonna like me anyway because I'm I'm rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to talk to me? That's I, I can buy your time. You know what I mean? So it's it's just one of those things where it's like I, I don't get the whole man wig uh, renaissance. That's what I call it. It's a, it's a, it's a renaissance. Um, just give it up. You know, put on some hats. You know, do the old school way where the men used to put on the toupees. That, you know, toupees mm-hmm. is all right. They they got some. Do the Steve Harvey. The stuff that, that was like a. That's like a, 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 a next generation type of wig, right? It was a, literally a, like a helmet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and after a while, what did he do? He gave it up. He was like, all right, I can't wear this thing no more. It's fucking hot. It bothers me. I just want to let my head breathe. It, and listen, Steve Harvey with the baldy is normal, right? We had Steve Harvey with the laser hairline for decades. Now he's bald. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So that's just me, man. You know, I, I have a little head pause and, you know, <laughs> 
if I were to ball it, I'd look weird. But I think after a while, you know, everybody be like, yeah, all right, you know, yeah. he has a weird fucking head, but it's fine. You know, he, <laughs> he he's accepted it, and he's fine with how he looks. You know, that's the way I see it, man. Um, Thursday night football, we finally got a good game. We finally had a high-scoring game, two offenses um, that, you know, looked good, did what they had to do. Um, there wasn't a lack of scoring, which was very, 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 very good. I think that game for Thursday Night Football was what exact, is, is, is what we needed because people have been complaining that the games have sucked. I've complained several times on the show that the games have sucked and... You know, what I saw out of those two teams was really good. So we had um, we had the Cardinals and Saints. Cardinals win forty two to thirty four. Kyler Murray plays a decent game. Uh, Desha- uh, Deshaun Hopkins or what's his name? Hopkins came back. Um, had a really good game. But the problem that I saw that they had is that. There's times where Kyler Murray still doesn't grasp the offense. He had a issue with Cliff Kingsbury where he came back to the sideline yelling at Cliff Kingsbury. They're having an argument on the sideline. He's telling Cliff Kingsbury to chill the F out. Your quarterback is telling the head coach to chill out. And it's like, that can't happen. You you know, there's going to be issues where you're not going to see eye to eye. But if your quarterback... It's really showing up the coach like that. I, I don't really understand how that dynamic is going to work going forward. But it's a it's a it's a bad thing that I've seen out of Kyler Murray. We've had reports about this kid not being able to, you know, not focusing on practice enough playbook. You know, there was some clause in his contract that they put in there that they had to take out. And now we're seeing this miscommunication and him yelling at his head coach like that. I, I don't I don't see that as something that he um that needs to happen. But DeAndre Hopkins comes back and has a great game. Ten catches, 103 yards. He was out for a while for um you know he got suspended for PED use. Um he's also healing from injuries and stuff like that, but came back and gave them the added punch that they needed. So I think the Cardinals are gonna be fine going forward. The win puts them at three and four at this point. You know they're you know they're they're still still within reason in regards to making the playoffs. Uh, the Saints Saints don't look that that good right now. They have a lot of problems. Andy Dalton played decent, three hundred sixty one yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, but they have a lot of issues on that offensive line. Uh, they they need something that they don't have currently on this roster and. I don't know if they're going to be able to fix it. Uh, I think the draft is gonna is gonna be a big important thing for them going forward. They're going to have to figure it out in regards to getting more protection for whoever the quarterback is gonna be. Because Andy Dalton is not the long term fix there. Jamison, Jameis Winston is not is not the long term fix there. Um, they need themselves a new quarterback. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Saints. They're definitely in retool mode though. But um. Yeah, I, I mean, in regards to let's break this down in a business sense, Jimmy. Uh, you know, you are the employee. You have a team lead, mm-hmm. and do you feel that at any point 
the person working under the team lead should be able to should should ever tell the team lead to chill the fuck out. Not really. Like, would you do so. that? Like, if you're working for you, if you have a supervisor, would you ever tell your supervisor to chill the fuck out? Even if you thought it, you'd be able to think it, right? We all think, oh, I used to just yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just please stop coming by my desk. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to say that. Yeah, unless they were like super out of line in some sense. What, and you'll be, and, and that be your last day yeah. working there. So, like, you're just going to be like, all right, cool. I'm going to tell my supervisor yeah. off today. And this will be the last day that I show up here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But for you to, to feel comfortable doing that, listen, sports are a different thing. You know, you have egos, you have tension, emotion, everything is riding on it. Everything is involved. But I just feel that as a quarterback, as a leader of your team, there's certain there's a certain line that you don't cross with your head coach. You know, there's certain things that you should never see um, happen. Those things in-house can happen. It's fine. But when you see that happen on the sidelines, it just, to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't send a good message. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that this kid matures. They've paid him a lot of money. And, um, you know, you expect a little more out of him. I think that's what their problem was with him. Um, why they put in all of these particular clauses in his contract. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know. Shouts out to the um, shouts out to Thursday Night Football. Shouts out to Amazon for actually giving us a good game finally, instead of the bullshit games that they've been giving us the few you know a few weeks prior. They need to start putting better teams on Thursday night. That 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 would fix it, right? If I can see Tom Brady, if I can see Patrick Mahomes and all these other people on Thursday, that, that, that's all right. When you got the fucking uh, uh like the Saints against the Bears, or nobody wants to see those teams. Nobody wants to see that. So it's like people love football, but we don't love bad football. Give us good football, and we're okay with that. But the NFL doesn't care. They're going to put whatever garbage game on, and people are going to sit by the TV and watch it. So they, 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 they don't, they, there's no reason for them to entice the Thursday night games to be exciting. It's football. People are going to bet on it. People are going to watch it, and people are, are going to go see it. So... It, it's never going to change, but it's a good thing to actually be able to see that they put a quality game on, finally. Um, moving on. Moving on. Um, Jim Ursay is the owner for the Indianapolis Colts. And Jim Ursay was asked a question about Dan Snyder. You've heard me speak about Dan Snyder before. He's the owner of the Washington Commanders formerly known as the football team, formerly known as the Redskins, um, who has had a lot of issues in regards to his organization. Uh, females complaining about, you know, inappropriate work environment, um, tons of scandals. Jim Irsay publicly came out and said that he needs to be removed. I think that's the first time we've heard of another owner going the other way in regards to trying to... Um, get an owner removed. Uh, Dan Snyder came out, made a statement um, saying that, you know, the allegations are, are not true. And he's really, he's really, um, you know, disheartened by the comments and stuff like that. Now I've talked about the good old boys club a lot in regards to sport owners, period. 
um, it's a fraternity. They protect each other because they they have to, right? If they don't, if they allow anybody in, then you have that one rogue or those five rogue owners that won't see the bottom line like you do, right? So it's one of those things where they really, they're, they're trying to get him out because maybe like I said about last week, maybe what he has something on them. Maybe he does have something on them and they're trying to, they're trying to get him out. And then I don't know if they're going to be able to contain the stuff that he might have or might not have. But what do you think about that, Jimmy, in regards to getting somebody, getting somebody to sell something that they don't have to, and you're going to push them out. Like if you own Mm -hmm. something, if you, you own something and now there's a board of directors and they deem you as unable to perform your duties. Yeah. You feel that it's their right to remove you? Yes. Kind of. I think it really depends on the situation. Right. But I mean, I suppose so. Like if it's like a majority kind yeah. of wants one guy out. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like if they all own it, have like equal ownership. Right. I guess they kind of have like the right to say like, oh, this guy who has like 20% or something like the other 80% wants him out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think think that's kind of fair enough. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them getting rid of Dan Snyder because I've, I've said things about Dan Snyder that, you know, I think he's a, he's not a very good person. And, but do you have to be a good person to own a sports team? No. But I mean, for that sports team is that's in a big market to be able to flourish. I think they need to go find somebody else that can be able to help put some real um, real smarts into the football side of it to make them viable. The, the, the commanders haven't been good in a long time. They used to win Super Bowls. This episode is brought to you by Paycor. Paycor empowers leaders to build winning teams. With Paycor, leaders can recruit, onboard and train employees, set goals, and drive performance. If you're a leader, everyone depends on you. Who do leaders depend on? Paycor. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. They're no longer a viable option because of Dan Snyder. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why maybe behind the scenes they really want to get him out because if they can get Washington to be a good landing spot again, a good destination, it makes the NFL bottom dollar raise a little bit, right? It makes them more profitable when you have a team that's in Washington, D.C. Good. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, man. I I, I want to see what happens with it. I know Jerry Jones is in his corner, and that's my guy. You know, I always talk about God bless Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. If they can get him out, I'm all for it because I think – Washington needs a change, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more NFL football after break. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, yeah, we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 listen. 
Shout out to the Old Even Podcast, my oh, man yeah. Barry Grant oh, Jr. Like What's up, man? What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody else's podcast? Yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this guy. What's up, man? Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all even podcast, right? Yeah, all, all even. even podcast, right? Yeah. All even. Uh, that's your man. My man. Fine. All right, shout out to all even podcast. He cool. Hundred percent. He cool. Is he? he cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Oh, oh. 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 back, y'all. So, sticking on the NFL. <laughs> And owners, like we were talking about before. Um, Jerry Jones. And we always say on the show, God bless Jerry Jones and those Dallas Cowboys. Um, Jerry Jones went gangster on another owner in the latest uh, owners meetings. <laughs> Jerry Jones told Robert Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, don't F with me during the meeting. So Robert Kraft is there, and he's like, he's dumbfounded. Why would Jerry Jones, this almost 80-year-old man, say this to me, right? So he was like, excuse me? Jerry Jones repeated it. Don't mess with me, right? So what happened was Roger Goodell, who's the commissioner of the NFL, he's the one that you know makes all the deals, all the power-broking deals, pushes the league forward, makes all the money, he gets paid by the owners. So they have to all agree in regards to what his compensation is, what his annual salary is going to be and all this stuff. Jerry Jones has always had an issue with Roger Goodell dating back to 2017, I believe. He believes that he's making too much money. He believes that Jerry Jones is, uh, excuse me, that Roger Goodell's salary should be based on incentives. Like what, if he meets these markers, if he does well, if the league is making certain profits, then he should be able to get certain money. He shouldn't have like a set salary to get paid on, which honestly, that's not a bad idea, right? Jerry Jones is one of the power brokers in the NFL in regards to like power owners. You have owners and then you have the power owners, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, the Maras. Um, you know, those, those, those families are power broking families, power broking owners. So when Jerry Jones says something, it means a lot. Um, however, I think all the other owners agreed and, and um, agreed to give him a salary. Jerry Jones, I think, was the only owner to not approve it. So I think because of that, he looked at Robert Kraft as like, "Don't, don't, don't fuck with me. All right, don't, don't do this. All right, you got to make sure you you do it my way." So it was just funny to see two old men. Um, <laughs> You know, argue over something that was like so funny, and Robert Kraft's like, "What? What are you upset about, man? Like, why you gotta come after me?" And Jerry Jones like, "I don't care. I'm gonna come after you because you're supposed to be on my side." But um, I I agree with Jerry Jones to a, to an extent. I think that you're you need to look at Roger Goodell as obviously he works for you guys, and it should be based on performance. It's gonna get paid regardless, but it should be based on performance. I. I I don't have to lock you into this $80 million salary that you're going to get for this year if I don't feel that you met certain markers that we need to meet. I think it should be performance-based. You know, one year, you get 
25 or the year. If, you, if, if everything is, is on a high mark, you may make 150 million. But that's the way it should be. And I, and I think I agree with Jerry Jones there. Um, I think the owners are very comfortable with Roger Goodell. I think they like him. So I think they're fine with giving him that salary and they don't have an issue going forward. But I think Jerry Jones has always had issues with Goodell. There's a personal thing there. So I think for him, it's a little deeper than for the other owners. You know what I mean? So, you know, but whatever logic he has is sound, even if it is, you know, it's rooted in some type of dislike that he has for Goodell. Because there's a lot of people that dislike Roger Goodell, but he's doing a good job, right? So although I might dislike you, you're doing good for my business, so I have to keep you, right? You know, I may dislike Jimmy, but you know he's he's doing such a wonderful job. I can't I can't get rid of him. I can't I can't get rid of another. I, I can't find another super intern and name him Timmy. <laughs> you know, can't do that. I keep Jimmy around. So um, yeah, I I I thought it was funny, but I also thought it was it was very much based in some real logic and some sound logic from Jerry Jones. Um, moving on, staying with the Dallas Cowboys, um, I've spoken very highly of my man Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush had a rough outing against the Eagles last week. Dallas Cowboys lose to the Eagles 26 to 17. Dak Prescott returns. I'm not too excited about Dak Prescott returning. Everybody loves Dak, though. Quarterback, we get a real quarterback now. We've heard that the offense is going to be better. C.D. Lamb, who's the supposedly number one wide receiver for the Cowboys, is saying that the offense is going to rise to another level now. I, I, I don't see that happening. I think Dak Prescott is average. I think he's one of those guys that has a great story. He's a great human being. But I think a lot of people, they tend to mix the two like you can be good you can be a good person you can be average at your job and somebody can be able to call you out on that like just because you're a nice person and your story is great doesn't mean i have to accept everything you do is great like you know cole is is is, she's the best right but if her work was shitty i'd say you gotta improve in certain areas right I'm not just say, oh, you know, Nicole, you're such a nice person, and I, I'm, I'm not going to call you out. I got to call you out because that can possibly make you better. I, I don't think that Dak Prescott is taking the necessary steps to be a better leader for the Dallas Cowboys. I think what I saw out of Cooper Rush was poise, was leadership, was the ability to galvanize his teammates and get them ready to play on Sunday. If Dak Prescott can take that step and be more consistent in that area, He's more talented than, than Cooper Rush is. He has a better arm. He's more athletic. He's a bigger guy. He can make all the NFL throws. But there's certain things in regards to his leadership that's missing. And that's why the Dallas Cowboys tend to not um, win big games is because he falls very flat in those big games. You know, I, I, ha- I still have nightmares, waking nightmares. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I wake up in cold sweats. <laughs> thinking about the Cowboys losing to the 49ers in the playoffs last season. We, were, we weren't supposed to lose that game. Just like how the Mets lost, we, were supposed to, we weren't supposed to lose. They lost. And it bothered me because you pay this guy $40 million a year. You expect 
certain performances out of your $40 million quarterback and you don't get it, it makes you mad. It makes you mad, right? So it's just one of those things where I need to see him do better. I need to see him be a better leader. Obviously, we have coaching that is not the best. Mike McCarthy is not the best coach. Um, and it's a big problem. But I think with the talent that the defense has, with the talent that Dak uh, Prescott has, if he can be able to put all of that together, I think the Cowboys will be fine. We're sitting at 4-2. and two. We're playing the Detroit Lions on Sunday, which is one of the worst teams in the NFL in regards to points given up. Um, but if they light us up on Sunday, you know what I'm going to come back on the show next week and say. Cooper Rush. Needs to start again. Yeah, it's just just one of those things. Dak Prescott needs to show me what Cooper Rush didn't show me because if he goes in there and struggles, then what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? Hmm. You can't you can't say, oh, Dak Prescott better than Cooper Rush. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it because the only game that I saw Dak Prescott play this season before he got hurt, they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he looked like dog shit through three quarters before he got hurt. It's not like he was ripping it up and then got hurt. He played bad. So I need to see him take that that next step and, um, you know, hoping that it happens. Hoping that it happens. Now, sticking on football, um, I didn't I didn't mention this on the Thursday night game, but while the Thursday night football game was going on, we had a big trade. That normally doesn't happen. Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers, uh, all-star Pro Bowl, you know, all-pro um, running back, got traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, for me... That makes me sick, right? Because the team that whipped my my team's ass in the playoffs just got better. And this kid is dynamic. When healthy, he can be one of the the top three um, running backs in football, if not the best. Um, And being partnered up with Kyle Shanahan in that offense in regards to his run schemes, I think if he can stay healthy, I think if Shanahan can be able to keep him healthy and and um, fresh, that's another weapon that the 49ers are going to have, and they already have enough. They got Debo Samuel. They have, you know, George Kidd. I just why can't why can't my Cowboys have have these weapons? Why do some teams, Jimmy, get all the luck? Like the Rams and, and the, the 49ers, you have the Patriots. They got Tom mm-hmm. Brady for all these years. We're only Why can't we have somebody like this? Huh? Yeah. It's unfair. Look at the draw. It's unfair. Yeah. But, you know, sh- shouts out to, to that trade. I think um, 49ers saw an ability to get better, um, not just for this year, but for, you know, a few more years after that, what they gave up for him. Is not crazy. They gave up a second, a third, a fourth, and a future fifth. That is a good deal for a guy that still has a lot left in the tank. You know, running backs, they don't go for first round picks because running backs, they're, you know, they're value in the league. They're important, but they're not as important as a defensive lineman. They're not as important as a quarterback. They're not as important as uh, other positions. And, but when you have one that's special, and you're you're able to acquire them, you gotta do it. And the 49ers put this put themselves in position to be able to um to really contend for the uh for the NFC crown this year. So 
you know, shouts out to them. It's a very, very good trade. I know a lot of people in fantasy are, you know, over the fucking moon right now. I got Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, he's going to be good now. How you win? I don't want to talk about fantasy because I'm, I'm struggling. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Um, moving on. Now, I didn't want to speak about this, but you know what? No, no, no. I will, I will hold that off for the break. I think we're going to have NFL picks and then we'll go into some other serious conversations. Yo, this is Cigar Jensen Gals. I want to give a shout out to my boy Barry for leaving podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Welcome back, y'all. So before we go into NFL picks, I wanted to talk about this topic about being being artificial, being fake. Um, I think it's something that we struggle with in our society, being fake. You know, we live in a we live in a, a time where social media is a big thing, obviously. And people are living lives when they're not really living that life. Like their social media life is not their real life. You know, they'll take pictures in front of cars. They'll take pictures in front of helicopters and they don't own them. Um, I remember a few years back, I was in the city going to my game You know, when I used to play basketball. And I saw this person, you know, with a camera in there. And, you know, they had a camera in front of them and they're running, they're high stepping and they're they're so, ex- you know, excited. And they're, come on, man, we got to push. In. And once the camera came off shoulders sunk down the head was down and you would have thought that their fucking dog died in regards to how this person looked but yet two seconds before you you thought that that person was Jack LaLanne in regards to all the energy that they had so it's like people are living this lie on camera and it happens a lot but in sports it's 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 really a problem when that happens because when somebody lives a lie in sports, when that locker room knows the truth, it spills over on the field. It spills over on the court. If I know that you're not like what we see on camera in front of the media, now I know you're a completely different way. And you're supposed to be the leader of my team. We're going to have a problem. I say that because what we're seeing out of Russell Wilson is nothing new. His struggles in Denver. um, You know, we're seeing some leadership issues in Denver uh, where his play is not great. I don't you know, he's getting showed up by wide receivers slamming their helmets on the field in frustration of, you know, them not getting a target, being wide open. Um, When you respect somebody who's supposed to be a leader, quarterback, when you're the quarterback of the team, that is the position, right? You never try to show up your quarterback. You never see anybody slamming helmets um, when Tom Brady's on the field. You'll never see somebody slamming a helmet when Peyton Manning was playing. John, You know, all the greats, you can name them all, right? Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. 
It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. But we're seeing certain things happen with Russell Wilson. We've heard stories of when he was in Seattle of teammates saying that he isn't who he is on camera behind the scenes. So there was a podcast that happened between uh, Richard Sherman interviewed former teammate Marshawn, uh, what's his name? Beast Mode. Marshawn Lit, uh, Lynch, Lynch's last name? Yeah. yeah. Um, where Marshawn Lynch was saying that he would love to talk to Russell Wilson about his struggles in Denver and what's going on, but don't have his number. He has to speak to a representative to get through to Russell Wilson. So said that if I got to speak to your reps to talk to you, I'm not going to talk to you. It's not going to happen. So for me, if I'm a former teammate of yours and I have to speak to a middle person before I get to you, that's a problem. You know, I'm not some magazine that's trying to get a hold of you. I'm a teammate that you played with for several years. And if you hear Russell Wilson speak, you would think that he's all Mr. Team. And no, that's not what it is. He makes awkward fucking TikTok videos. If you've ever seen it, please go watch it because you need to see the car wreck for yourself. Um, You can just you can smell the fraud in him of who he's trying to be what he's trying to portray on camera and in football in sports that don't work because if your teammates know who you are and you try to be who you are on this camera and be this good guy and they don't think that you're that good of a person it will show and i think that's what seattle saw i think that's why seattle decided to trade him um Talented, yes, but when there's an erosion in trust in regards to that locker room, it's a lot of times when you can't repair that. And I am waiting for that 30 for 30 to come out on those Seattle Seahawks because the stories that will come out in regards to what players really thought of Russell Wilson is going to be, it may be damning to his career, maybe not, but it might be revealing in regards to going forward for other people of there's no reason to be that way. Um, you can be successful without alienating people. And, you know, we were talking off camera about money changing you. Money doesn't have to change you. It changes your situation. It doesn't change how you interact with people, I don't believe. You know, you maybe be able to protect yourself a little more. But if I'm a millionaire and I'm surrounded by other millionaires... I don't see the reason why I have to put on a facade or be fake. You know, people would always make fun of Tim Tebow, right? But the one thing that people can never say about Tebow is that he was a fraud. Tebow's cheesy, Tebow's corny, but that's who he is. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the person that you see is who he is in the locker room. You've never heard a teammate say anything negative about Tom Brady. 
you have, you know, you've heard negative things about Aaron Rodgers, but you've never heard fake. You've heard that he's a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've heard certain things, but I'd rather be labeled an asshole or something like that than be labeled fake. Because I think being labeled fake is harder to do. Like that's like a you're putting on a suit every day that's not you. It's fucking work. You know what I mean? And for Russell Wilson, I, I, I don't know how he bounces back from this because the cat's out of the bag. I've seen it for years. Um, you know, him getting married to Ciara. I mean, listen, she's, she's, a, she's, a, she's a big star, but there's no reason for you to, to turn a certain way. You know what I mean? And I think what's going on with him now, he's going to have to try to find a way to find himself as a as the leader of whatever team he's going to be with going forward. You know, he's with the Broncos right now, but he's going to have to find a way to to connect with these players because people want to see him fail because he's such a fraud. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate because he's a talented guy, but if you really are this fake person, it's unfortunate because it, you know I don't want like to see that myself. I, I I can smell frauds around me. You know what I mean? I don't like people who who kind of like pussyfoot around, beat around the bush. They're passive aggressive. Those people I despise. I despise passive aggressiveness. Like you'll hear certain comments and like, hey, you know, maybe like no no no, just tell me direct. Be honest. We're men. We're grown ups. We're adults. Don't be passive aggressive. And I think that's what the Seattle Seahawks, that's what Marshawn Lynch, um, Richard Sherman, all the other guys in Seattle with the Legion of Boom in those those years, they had to deal with. And you had Pete Carroll, who was the head coach that had to try to navigate that situation of, okay, how do I how do I get them to follow this kid when he's not being genuine? You know what I mean? Like be genuine. Be who you are. If you're going to be a jerk, be a jerk, but be a leader, lead by example, have a, have a great work ethic, but don't be fake. You know what I mean? Like, just just don't do it, man. Don't do it. Um, moving on. The All Even Podcast is uh, now partnered with MyBookie. So, big things are happening. Shout out to MyBookie. Um, you know... They came together pretty quickly. Um, so I'll have my <clears throat> first ad read here. Uh, so, you know, sports and you pick winners all the time. So why get paid for them at my bookie? Why not get paid for them at my bookie? My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime and anywhere. Bet on the NFL, NBA, or aim for a low risk, high reward jackpot. With the all-new MyBookie Money Bag. Money Bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures. Place your bets, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up free today. Use promo code EVEN and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Follow the link in the description. You're going to see that at the bottom of the... uh, the, the YouTube video, so you know, click that link again. 
Click the link in the description. Use the code EVEN to claim your bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So, uh, shout out to my bookie again. Let's go into NFL picks. Very, very good segue to go into NFL picks. Jimmy and Nicole, you guys are going to help me with these NFL picks. All right, Jimmy, I, I know you don't know anything about football, and I don't care. Whichever your team sounds cooler. Huh? Whichever team sounds cooler. <laughs> whatever whatever team has the has the better ring, right? Yeah. So let's see what, what games we have uh, set up for Sunday. Sunday we have Lions at Cowboys. Cowboys are at home. Cowboys are minus six and a half. Um, who you got in that game? Who, who sounds cooler to you, Jimmy? You're always guessing the Cowboys up. I like the Cowboys, too. It's a classic football team. You bet right. Okay, you bet right. Uh, I think Dallas will definitely uh, win this game. Minus six and a half is a good spread. I think that they're home. I think that's a reasonable um, spread to have. Dak Prescott is coming back, so everybody's expecting the offense to take a little tick up. The defense has been playing good, so that would be a great bet to actually put in there for for anybody that wants to take that six and a half. Uh, We have Falcons at Bengals. Bengals are at home. Bengals are minus six and a half at home. Falcons have been playing better. Uh, they had a big win last week. They're now three and three. Mariota, you know, if he plays mistake-free football, I think, you know, they'll be decent going forward. They have some good offensive weapons. Um, you know, uh, Drake London, if he can stay consistent. Uh, they have Kyle Pitts, who came back last week after, you know, missing a week or so. So, um, you know, I like... I like the Bengals, though. I think Bengals are, are solid. Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I think they're trying to figure out offensively. The offensive line has played a little better. Defense is starting to click a little bit. Um, so Bengals minus six and a half. That, that might be a little too high. Um, I have them, you know, for the money line, I will bet the Bengals to win. But that six and a half might be a little iffy. We got Jimmy. Who sounds cooler? I think the Bengals. I like the Joe Burrow guy. Yeah, cool. like Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Uh, next up, we have Colts and Titans. This is a division game. Colts are at on the road. Titans are at home. Titans are minus two and a half at home. That's that's a a, a very that's an okay spread. That's a division game. That's going to be a tough game. Both teams are pretty decent defensively. I think the Colts. Um, I think they're getting Jonathan Taylor back, which is going to be a big boost to their offense. Um, I have, man, it's a tough one. I would take the points in the money line. I would take the Colts as well. I'd take the Colts as well as the points. Um, who you got, Jimmy? Who is it? Colts versus Titans. Oh, the Titans. Like Titans? It's a good name. Yeah. I like that movie, Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. <laughs> uh, we have the Packers and Commanders. You know, I always shit on those Commanders. Commanders are at home. Uh, Green Bay is minus four and a half. This is interesting because Green Bay has played terrible. They've played terrible over the last few weeks. Offense looks bad. Aaron Rodgers does not look good. But at the same time, the Commanders are terrible as well. So they have Carson Wentz, who is not a very consistent quarterback. Um, they have a new running back there with, uh, you know, Robinson showing up now. Um, so my love for Aaron Rodgers is going to push me to the Packers. I, I just I can't see the Packers falling below 500. I just can't do it. I, I can't, especially against the commanders. I'm going Packers. What you got, Jimmy? I like the Packers. You got, you got Packers? Yeah. Minus four and a half. Oh, man. 
yeah, I, I, I like that spread as well. I'll take that. Um, next game, this might be maybe the biggest blowout of Sunday. We have the Buccaneers against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are in sell mode. They fired their coach a few weeks ago. They just traded Christian McCaffrey, as I said. Um, that team is barren of talent at this point. Tom Brady, um, you know, he had some issues with his offensive line last week. Cursed them out on the sidelines. Um, but I think the Buccaneers obviously have the better team. Uh, Buccaneers are minus 13. Just like I said, when you have a team that's a dumpster fire and they're selling, um, I don't think that minus 13 is, is, is high enough. <laughs> it should be minus 19 because this is going to be a blowout. So um, I got the Bucks winning and winning big. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, what about you, Nicole? Yeah? Tom Brady, you, you go for it. Um, the surprise team of the NFL, Giants, 5-1 New York Giants going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are at home. Jaguars are minus three at home. This is going to be an interesting game because the Jaguars have played good defensively. Both teams have played well defensively. They play hard. Uh, they're well coached on both sides. Um, this is a tough one for me. Uh, every time I go against the Giants, they win. So, you know, I think I've I've been a very good luck charm for the, for the Giants. So guess what I'm going to do now? I'm picking the Giants. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Giants because if I'm going against them and they win, I'm going to go for them this week because I don't need them winning. I need them being lower than the Cowboys, okay? So I got the Giants, no, but all seriousness, I think Giants have a better offense. Uh, Saquon Barkley's playing well. So I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I got Giants winning. What about you, Jimmy? I like that. New yeah. York team. What about you, Nicole? Got to pick the New York team. You going New York team too? Listen, just be, you, you're a Mets fan. Don't don't root for no Giants over here. Okay? <laughs> Oh man, come on. You know what? That, that's that broke my heart. It broke my heart. It really did. It really did. That, that, that's fine though. Most people are Giants fans. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, next game we have is the Browns and Ravens divisional game. Ravens are minus six and a half at home. Uh, Ravens coming off a big loss. Um, Lamar Jackson had a key terrible turnover. In the fourth quarter, that cost them that game. But I think that they're the better team here. Uh, I have Lamar Jackson bouncing back, winning this game. Minus six and a half, I think, maybe a little high, but I think it's fair. Um, I got the Ravens winning. How about you, Jimmy? What was the other team? Ravens and Browns. Browns are the ones with the, the, the elf, fucking right? elf, yes. No, yes. I'll pick the Browns. You're going to Browns, I yes. Like, I like the you are elf. a Browns fan. You, <laughs> love the, you love the elf. You definitely love the elf. What about you, Nicole? Ravens, yeah, Ravens. Ravens have a nice uniform. I like, I like their uniform. Um, next game we have is another surprise team in New York. We have the Jets and Broncos. Now we do, we we're just talking about Russell Wilson, and he's not playing on Sunday, so they're gonna have a backup, which actually may be better for the Broncos because <laughs> maybe they'll have somebody who can actually throw the fucking ball. Um, they have Jets, uh, so it's Jets on the road against the Broncos. Um, Jets are minus one and a half on the road. Uh, I think that makes sense. I think the Jets are playing well defensively. Brees Hall is one of the best young running backs in the league. Um, they had Elijah Moore just recently come out and say that he wants to get traded because he's not getting enough targets. But they're not trading him. So 
you know, hopefully they can be able to get him into the offense and see what happens. But um, the fact that the Broncos don't have Russell Wilson this week, uh, like I said, maybe they have a quarterback that can actually throw the fucking football. So it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to lean Jets. I think Jets have momentum right now. I think they're playing well. And, um, you know, I want to see them continue to win. What do you got, Jimmy? Like the Jets, New got York Jets? again. Uh, Nicole's Miss, Miss Bias over here. She's a Giants fan, so of course she's not going to pick Jets. We, we got She go go. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I respect that. Um, next game we have is Texans and Raiders. I said last week if, you know, Jerry Jones was ever caught saying the N-word, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to jump ship and uh, I'd be a Raiders fan full time. But I hope that never happens. So uh, Raiders in Texas. Raiders are at home. Raiders are minus seven at home. Um, these are these are two struggling teams. Texans are one three and one. Raiders are one and four, which is a big shock. Um, I I am going Raiders. I, I I can't see them losing this game and going one and five because if they go one and five, at some point they're gonna have to start looking at Josh McDaniels, their head coach, and they're really gonna have to start giving him a side eye because it's like, all right, we gave you the job after John Gruden had his little email hiccup but John Gruden had this team winning this is the same team basically and you guys are not looking that good you just got Devontae Adams one of the best run, uh, wide receivers in football and you still suck so um, I, I'm i going Raiders I'm going Raiders for, to turn it around and I got them winning big what about you Jimmy? Go with the Texans. Going with the Texans? They, they, got, they got a nice logo. I, that, that, that looks cool. What about you, Nicole? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raiders? I knew we were friends. I knew we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Next game we have is going to be the Seahawks and Chargers. Chargers are at home. Chargers are minus five at home. Uh, this is a good spread. Uh, I, would definitely, I would definitely take take the points as well as the Chargers winning. Chargers are a better team. Their defense is good. They have the better quarterback. They have everything better. The only thing they don't have better is the head coach because Brandon Staley to me is an idiot. Um, I think the team is winning despite his decisions that he makes or lack thereof on the field. Um, you know, Seahawks, they, they have a talent uh, issue, but Geno Smith is playing well. He's doing the best he can to be able to keep this team afloat. Uh, Pete Carroll is doing a pretty good job with this team to have them at three and three, but I have the Chargers winning this, um, and I have it. I have it pretty close, but minus five is is, is a pretty decent spread. What do you got, Jimmy? <clears throat> Seahawks, I think. Seahawks? Yeah. Yeah, you like Seahawks? They have they have cool jerseys. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nicole? Yeah, Seahawks. Seahawks. I like that. I think the Seahawks have like the the nicest helmet in in football. It's just it just looks good. Mm-hmm. That dark, you know, that navy blue and. Uh, is it a Seahawk? What the fuck is a Seahawk? Like, have you has anybody ever seen a Seahawk? What does it look like? It's like a seagull and a hawk. Th- is combined. it really? I don't know if that's even a real. 
I've never heard of a Seahawk other than yeah, that just, team. I, I think that shit is made up. No, no, no. I, I think it's real. Jimmy, look it up for me. I'll look it up. I, I want to see what a Seahawk actually looks like. Uh, next one is Chiefs and 49ers. 49ers are at home, and they have Chiefs minus one. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Um, the Chiefs are playing well. You know, who would have thought that they would look this good after Tyreek Hill left? But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think the spread is good. It, this is a this is a trap game in regards to um, if, if people want to take this particular line because it can go either way. It can really go either way. So, um, but if you're going to take the money line, I would definitely lean more towards the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, their defense is playing well. Patrick Mahomes is just, he's a wizard. So, you know, although the 49ers have a great defense, although they just acquired Christian McCaffrey, and that team should be better offensively. You don't bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You just don't. Who you got? It was the uh, Chiefs? Yeah, I think. Was, yeah. What was it? What was the other Chiefs, team? Chiefs and 49ers. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah. What about you, to go? Chiefs? Yeah. I think we're going Chiefs across the board. Uh, the next game we have is definitely going to be a snooze fest. Um, this is a snooze fest for Sunday. Steelers and Dolphins. I don't think anybody wants to really see that game if you're not a Steelers or Dolphins fan. But uh, Steelers are two and four. Dolphins are three and three at home, and they have Miami minus seven and a half. I mean, we saw the Steelers beat the Bucks last week, where everybody thought that this, the Bucks were gonna beat the hell out of Steelers. Right? This is football. Any given Sunday, so minus seven and a half to me is is pretty big, based on what we saw from them last week. Um, two attack of Iowa is back for the. Miami Dolphins, after suffering, you know, those two back-to-back concussions, he's now cleared. Hopefully, everything goes well with him and he doesn't get hurt again. Fingers crossed for that kid. Um, but I think the fact that it's seven and a half with him coming back, that makes sense. However, that's a dangerous spread to have. You know, if you're if you're a betting man, I don't know. I don't know if you want to touch that one. <laughs> I don't know if you want to touch that one. Who you got? Uh... I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers. I want to see if anybody's going to sway me because I haven't made my decision yet. What about you, Nicole? Uh, Miami. Yeah. I I am a bit... I I like Tua. So... And plus, I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm going to go Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see him play well. Um, And then the Monday night game. This is... (sighs) You thought those Thursday night games were bad? We got the Chicago Bears and New England Patriots. Now... The Patriots haven't looked so bad in the last few weeks because my man Bailey Zappi, quarterback that has, uh, you know, subbed in for my man Mac Daddy Jones, has played phenomenal. He got this Patriots offense looking good, and they have arguably probably the worst weapons in the NFL. Um, but they are, they are minus seven and a half at home. Um, that's a tough one, man. It can go either way. I have the Patriots winning the game. But minus seven and a half, I think that that spread might be a little too high. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Who you got, Jimmy? Go with the Bears. You got the, bear, the Bears. Wait, the who you got, Nicole? It's the Bears. Yeah, Bears? Bears have one of the worst. They, they, their quarterback play is not that great, but we'll see. I got the Patriots. You guys have the Bears. That is it for uh, NFL picks. Uh, like I said, the description for... The MyBookie code, you know, sign up, uh, place your bets, win some money on my behalf. You know, if you win some big money, don't 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 say I didn't tell you so. Um, 
you know, I'm hardly wrong. Now, I shouldn't say that because if I if I am wrong and somebody says, I bet and you <laughs> told me to do this and I lost millions of dollars. Hey, listen, you do it at your own risk. I'm just saying that these are pretty good bets to take. So, um, shouts to my bookie. Uh, definitely um, go sign up, register, do what you got to do, win some good money. Um, thank me later. And yeah, that's it for NFL Picks. What do you got to think? Not bad, right? Pretty solid. Pretty solid. So. See, although you guys don't follow the sport that well, you guys make solid picks. Solid picks. Mm-hmm. So, shouts out to y'all, man. Shouts out to y'all. Um, after break, we're going to talk some NBA. I-, I have a rant to go on. He has changed the game. Whether you like it or not, he's changed it. He's impacted the game in some fashion or form. I, I'm going to find a ball mitzvah for you to go to. <laughs> and you go, you're going to turn that motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, all the gals watching. <laughs> Grab him if you got him. If you got him. <laughs> all the gals watching. Minus, minus six. And I would like to formally welcome you to. Welcome. And welcome. And welcome. To the grid. To the grid. To the grid. To the grid. Welcome to the grid. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the grid. grid. Welcome to the grid. Welcome back, y'all. So, NFL is over. In regards to me covering that, it's done. Going to head into the NBA now, where um, the NFL, uh, excuse me, the NBA season has kicked off. Um, Philadelphia 76ers are one of the teams that people have kind of picked to be the favorites out East, uh, to come out of the East as well as the Bucs. But for the first two games, they haven't looked pretty good. Um, They're 0-2. Joel Embiid. Went scoreless in the second half of the game, and he just wasn't—he just wasn't himself. Um, James Harden has had to shoulder a lot of the offense, and at this point in James Harden's career, if you have to have him shoulder the offense, you have problems. Um, it's too much ISO basketball, and Doc Rivers has to understand this. He has to understand that Joel Embiid may need some time to get into rhythm. I heard that he had off-season surgery, so his conditioning right now is not the best. Um, so if you know that, you have to have contingency plans in place to be able to ease your superstar back in. I, I'm not seeing that with Philadelphia, and this is why I have big concerns about the Sixers going forward because, for me, Doc Rivers doesn't do enough. Doc Rivers is not one of those head coaches that makes the proper adjustments to figure it out. He's just... He's good. He he's a great motivator, so they say. But I, I don't I don't see it. And um, it's still early. Obviously, it's uh, two games in, but certain trends can be able to to be a thing if if they don't fix them. Um, I think Joel Embiid, although his his limits uh, his minutes might be limited, um, going you know starting the season, he needs to be aggressive still. Go to the basket. Uh, stop getting pushed out of the paint. Stop settling for jump shots. Stop doing fadeaways. Like, enforce your will. Be the big man. Be the MVP candidate that everybody thinks you you know thinks you are for the last two seasons that you have been. 
So, um, you know, I just need to see a little bit more team basketball in regards to them moving the ball around. Um, Tyrese Maxey is a hell of a player. He's a good third option to have, but, you know, they got to find a way to, um, to, to, to pull some stuff out. Um, the Knicks had a big win. Um, you know, shout out to the Knicks last night. They definitely, they did their thing. Um, the Knicks don't look too bad. You know, Jimmy, I know you don't follow basketball, but I'm going to get you to follow the Knicks. I'm going to get you to be a Knicks fan. Um, you know, they, they were impressive last night. They did their thing. They beat the hell out of the uh, Detroit Pistons, which everybody in the NBA should do. Because at this point, the Pistons, they, they don't want to play competitive basketball. They're telling you right now that they're tanking and they're in the Victor Winbayama sweepstakes. Yeah. So you can be able to just beat the hell out of them every night and it'll be fine with it. They'll be like, thank you. You're, you're doing us a favor. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't really care to be competitive. But um, what I saw out of the Knicks, Obi Toppin had a great game. Um, you know, they played really, really good defense. They were solid on both ends of the court. So looking to see more positive play by the Knicks going forward. You know, I got the Knicks making the playoffs this year. I, I really do. I think that they can be a playing team. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to play themselves into a top six um, position, but they're definitely going to be somewhere within seven to 11. So, um, you know, I, I like to see the young players continue to get minutes, get opportunities, get experience because you need these young guys to have confidence. So a lot of times with these old school coaches, they just believe that young guys got to sit and wait. Like you can be able to have a young guy sit as well as play some, get some experience, and that when you need him for the stretch run in the in, in the second half of the season, he's ready to go. Like there's nothing worse than a young player that has been used to playing his entire life. He's been told that he's the best his entire life. He gets to the NBA and you have to earn it. I get it. But at the same time, if you need certain guys in your rotation to give you minutes, you can't just play seven guys. You need to make sure that you're expanding. You're giving these kids a chance to show you what they have. Because that's how you gain experience. How do you gain experience if you're not given a chance to show it? And I think Obi Toppin from last season, the second half of last season to now, is showing his ability to be able to be a consistent contributor, um, you know, for the Knicks. So shouts to shouts to Obi Toppin, shouts to the Knicks. Um, you know, you're not gonna get much shouts out from me from this side of the table because I'm not a Nick fan. But <laughs> moving on, moving on to the team that I do root for. And I tend to not want to go on rants. People like to always say that I'm the angry person. But there's reason for it, right? If you don't give me a reason to lose my fucking temper, there's no reason for me to lose my temper. However, my Lakers... Give me reason to lose my temper all the time. Recently, since the championship, they've given me much reason to lose my temper. Russell Westbrook, uh, excuse me, Westbrook. Um, we played the Clippers. Played well defensively. He played a great defensive game. Had four steals, I believe. Uh, played great defense on Kawhi Leonard. But he went 0 for 11. Kendrick Nunn. Is one of our big guys off the bench. 
he went 0 for 7. Patrick Beverly, who was a trade acquisition that we had in the offseason, went 1 for 7. So, let's add that up. Hmm? 0 for 11. 1 for 25, I think. There you go! (laughs) 1 for 25 out of your starting backcourt and your big production guy off the bench. And the Lakers only lost that game by, what was it, 6, I think? At some point, you got to put the ball in the basket. For you to have three players and to make one basket, the Lakers have problems in regards to putting the ball in the basket. They can't shoot threes. They have a league-worst percentage of, I think they're shooting 22% from the three. I think they've taken the fifth most threes in the league. So let's, let's just take it from a logical standpoint. I can't shoot. Somebody is daring me to shoot. And instead of me saying, you know what, I don't think it's a good idea to take this shot. I said, no, no, he's telling me to shoot it because he's backing off eight feet. I'm going to fucking shoot it. No, you're not supposed to shoot it because they're daring you to shoot it. That's, that's what's happening. I didn't know that Patrick Beverly, who I call the resident cheerleader, he's been a resident cheerleader everywhere he's gone. Great defender, but he's a cheerleader, right? Since when did he turn into Steph Curry? Where he's launching everything threes. He doesn't shoot threes. But yeah, he comes here and he's shooting threes. Russell Westbrook. Doesn't shoot threes. Took six threes against the Clippers. Guess how many he made? Oh, you're right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Zero, right? So for me, they they look good defensively, but they have to figure it out in regards to getting some shooters on the court. Darvin Ham has to let uh, Westbrook know it's about taking smart shots, not always the open shot. If you can't shoot threes, stop taking them. Go to the basket. Try to draw a foul. Take a mid-range jump shot. But stop shooting threes. And, you know, Anthony Davis had a he had a tough fall, uh, hit his back. Um Kawhi Leonard had a it's like a he went up for a shot, pump faked, tried to draw the foul, and kind of low bridge Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis hit the floor and says that he should be fine tomorrow um going against the, the Blazers. But Anthony Davis is always hurt. Um, and that's the problem. Uh, the depth on this team is not there. They're not getting anything out of their center position in regards to any backups. Nobody's putting the ball in the basket. Austin Reeves is not looking good offensively. JTA is not giving you anything. Um, Lonnie Walker had a decent game, but he took the most shots on the team. Can't have that. So what is Rob Palenka going to do? Is he going to keep this roster together? Is he going to make a trade because everybody's been waiting for the Russell Westbrook trade to happen all summer. I gave myself the dummy of the week one week because I thought that he'd be gone already. And he's still here. So, um, as a Laker fan, am I concerned? What is my level of panic? On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think it is, Jimmy? It says only been two games? Yeah. They still got LeBron, right? Yep. Where's he been? I mean, he's playing well. He's doing his thing. Five and a half. Five and a half out of ten? What do you think, Nicole? 
About seven? That's that's not a bad answer. It's a fucking ten. It's a ten. <laughs> you know you know why it's a ten? Because in basketball, the object is to put the ball in the basket, right? So if you have guys on your team that can't put the ball in the fucking basket, you're going to lose. Because at the end of the day, you can have LeBron James, you can have Jesus Christ that can come down, you can have Michael Jordan come out of retirement, right? But if you have the other guys that can't put the ball in the basket and outscore the other team, you're going to lose on every night. That's a problem. So it doesn't really matter who they play. They have one of the softest schedules in the first half of the season of any team in the league. So they should amass a pretty decent record in these games if they had good quality shooting, right? They don't have that. So because they don't have that, every game is going to be a fight. Every game is going to be a dogfight. They may have great defensive outings, but if you can't put the ball in the net, games are going to be closer. Teams that should not be in the game are going to be within striking distance. And if you give any team in the NBA a shot to beat you, they will beat you. That's the problem, right? So what is going to happen? I'm hearing that there's rumors where we are working out a 10-year veteran um, you know, wing defender, solid guy, uh, Mo Harkless. And I always say the way my brain works is that information goes into a processing center and it sits there and then the assistant gives the information to the mail carrier who gives it to the CEO and it comes out of my mouth, right? And for me, it's like, okay. Why the fuck would we sign Mo Harkless? Because guess what? Mo Harkless might be able to defend, but guess what Mo Harkless can't do? Shoot. Shoot! <laughs> there you go. So you're going to add somebody else on the team who can't shoot. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So for me, I'm looking at it like, all right, Jeannie, you're the, you're, you're the owner. You've given Rob Palenka, who's the GM and the president of the team, an extension because I guess you're happy with what you saw in the offseason and all the moves. But you know how basketball works. You've seen your father build the juggernaut. You've seen him build the Showtime Lakers. You've seen him build Kobe and Shaq. You've seen all of these things. And all of those teams had one thing in common. They had great players. They had good supporting cast. And they had people that, what do you think they did, Jimmy? Made more than 4% of the shots. They put the fucking ball in the basket. That's what they did. So if you got guys that are just guys and they can't put the ball in the basket, it's a problem. I can do that. Yeah, it's a problem. So for me, everybody's saying that, you know, there's a rumor. uh, Woj said that the Lakers are not going to consider a trade until probably around um, Thanksgiving which would be a, like a third of the season. That's like 20-something games in. You can't wait that long. If the Lakers struggle within the next eight games, you have to make a deal. Because if you allow the season to get any more away from you, that's ground that you cannot make up. Because if, you're, if the front part of your schedule is easy, and you're losing those games. When the schedule gets hard and you're starting to play real contenders, the Bucks, 
the Warriors again, the Clippers again, the you know the the Phoenix Suns, the Grizzlies, the the, the Denver Nuggets, the Mavericks, all of these good teams that are ahead of you. Even the fucking Pelicans are ahead of you at this point. You're not going to win those games either. So you're going to you're going to have another season of 33 wins. And you can't have back-to-back 33 win seasons in LA. Because at this point, Lakers are Laker fans are fed up. I heard that they wasn't it wasn't even a sellout the last game. That's a problem. That's a problem. Um so I want to see that that um that get better. I want to see them do what they have to do to get back to a position where it makes sense. Put LeBron back at point guard. That's that's what's going to make the Lakers better. You don't need Russell Westbrook to hold the ball and be point guard. Let LeBron do it. Let Patrick Beverly be the off guard or what that's fine. But you need to surround LeBron James with shooters. That's what happened in Cleveland. That's what happened in Miami. And that's when he won championships. He's a guy that needs shooting around him. Everybody needs shooting. It's a shooter's league. No team doesn't win without shooting. Look at the Golden State Warriors. They have the most shooting in the league. They're the defending champs. They're the last dynasty in the NBA. You need shooting. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to watch it. But I'm at a 10. I'm definitely at a 10. Definitely at a 10. Moving on. uh, There's another scandal in the NBA. Another scandal. Another another scandal. Um, The assistant GM Rob Murphy of the Detroit Pistons has been put on leave um, for an improper relationship with a female employee. Um, I don't know if it's consensual. Obviously, they're not putting out the details. But we're seeing that this is happening. This is a normal thing. And when I say normal, I mean by something that happens a lot. Um, I'd like to ask the woman in the room about what are your thoughts about the dynamic of that relationship? Like, do you feel that every company should have a no fraternizing rule like that should just be a uniform thing or is it is it a subject of like you know the situation like you know should should every team or every organization um move accordingly depending on them yeah i'll say it depends on the situation yeah rather than kind of make everyone follow the same thing it's like it's situational yeah not everyone Right. So kind of deal with it as it's, it's going on. It's right. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of detail that come up, but I, I'm hearing that it's it, it. I don't know if it's a situation where it's um, if it's consensual. If it uh, you know we, we there's more things that need to come out. But the fact that you know we have another one so shortly after Imeudoka's situation. Um, you know it's concerning. Um. But it's also one of those things that um, it happens a lot. It really does. And there's a there's a gray area in regards to like the situation, right? It, it could be nothing. It could be something. But they all have to, it, it's all put in the same box. 
You know what I mean? And that that's that to me is the the most like confusing thing. You know what I mean? So I guess that's gonna be a league wide thing in the NBA where there's just absolutely no fraternization between you know players, staff, employees, and whatever. Um, you know, Alfred just told me. Shouts to Alfred. Uh, shouts out to Rocket Fuel Podcast, part of the Grid Network. You know, he works for the Jets and says that they have, they just put in a rule recently over the last two weeks where staff cannot speak to players anymore. Like, no matter if you're the the guy that gives out t-shirts, if you're the gen, like, you can't have a conversation with the player anymore. And for me, it's just like, I think that sucks um, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with talking to people, right? But, you know, when you have certain situations that arise, the good have to suffer for the bad. It's the way I see it, right? Certain things happen and now it's just like in class, right? When the kid gets caught sleeping in the back of the room and nobody wakes him up. And then the teacher says, okay, well, if he wants to sleep, now everybody's in trouble. And we're like, oh, fuck. I just got us in trouble, man. Like now, now we have to do worse homework than we had before because you wanted to be the asshole. So it's it's just the way it goes. It's that, you know, once they put in these rules, they do it because now they have to protect themselves. They have to go into PR mode and just kibosh everything before it gets to that point. But so but it, it you know, it kind of just takes away that that human connection between just a normal person that wants to have a conversation with a player and not told about I'm not trying to get an advantage of, you know, some betting or anything like that or any in uh, you know, inside information. I'm just having a normal conversation with you. Hey, such and such, how's your family? Or they're going to ask me because, you know, we have, you're taking that away. And, you know, for me, I I don't, I don't really like it. I understand it because of the landscape that we live in, you know, the the day and age that we live in now. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that it has to get that, get to that point. What what are your thoughts on that, Jimmy? I think it is kind of like everybody getting punished for that. Like Alfred saying, you can't talk to yeah. anybody on the team for any reason. Seems right. very seems yeah, like, like over exaggeration, possibly. Yeah. He used to have used to have like like you know like lunch with these guys to be in the same yeah. place, and now they can't be in the same place. They have different lockers. It's just like all right, man, yeah, that seems on. a little bit intense. Yeah, but yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Huh, I guess like the overall issue is like I guess it's a weird power dynamic. It is definitely in like yeah. a relationship, right? Because it, you know for. For the people that abuse their power, I can understand that, you know, you develop a relationship with somebody that's not a big time employee or has a big time standing in the company. You know, there's a there's a manipulation tactic. There's well, I can be able to get you fired if you don't do what I want to do. You know, what I mean, like I could. So I understand that. I, I definitely understand that side of it. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, it, I, I wish that. You know, things would be different, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. Um, now comes my favorite segment. The greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. You pick Dummy of the Week every week, and I go around the room and ask. So, Jimmy, who do you think is Dummy of the Week this week? Gonna have to, I think, go with Fabio Foreign. Fabio Foreign. And maybe, maybe I'll give him benefit. Possibly the sound people. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to throw those sound people under the bus. <laughs> yeah. All right, they are told to play a song, 
They played the song, and this idiot cannot follow the lyrics. <laughs> Like, that has nothing to do with me. That's like me having a teleprompter, and you're blaming me because the, the words are going too fast. Mm. No, you just can't read. <laughs> can't read it. <laughs> not my problem. It's not my fault. Who, who you got to go? Singing uh, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. I like it. The Yankees are... You know what? That's not bad. It's not bad. I have two dummies of the week this week. And it's a good one. May I have the drum roll, please? And the first winner for Dummy of the Week, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is my first winner for Dummy of the Week because Mr. Russell Westbrook, as I told you, went 0 for 11 against the Clippers. When the the, uh, reporter asked him how he think he played in that game, Russell Westbrook said, Solid. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't make a fucking shot. Your defense, you know, you play good defense. How could you possibly say that you played solid when you didn't make a fucking shot? You missed 11 shots. You had multiple turnovers. It, it's it's an accountability thing with him. I, I just don't understand where he comes from. I don't get it. I don't know what planet he was born on. But basketball is about production. It's about putting the ball in a fucking net. And when you miss 11 times, and badly too. We're not, not even close. Badly. To the point where the crowd... Every time you shoot goes, no, (laughs) that's a problem. Every time you get the ball, there's a groan. Oh, that's a problem. That's a problem. So for me, it's like you need to say, I got to be better. I was, you know, terrible offensively. No, I'm solid. I'm I'm losing my patience. I'm loose because I told people that this would fucking happen. I told them that this would happen when the rumors came out a couple years ago. I told them, I told them, don't do this. Don't make a trade for Russell Westbrook. And they did it. (laughs) Just like I told people when Geno Smith was about to get drafted to the Jets. I said, if they draft him, I got to go. I got to go. And they did it and I left. Okay. I don't want to have to do that with the Lakers. I don't want to have to do it. I don't want to have to boycott my team. But I will take a stand if I continue to see Russell Westbrook go 0 for 11 and then have an interview and say, yeah, solid. It's not good. So, Russell Westbrook, you got to hold that L. The next one is the biggest one of all, though. The next winner for all the New York Yankee fans. New York Yankee fans, to me at this point, are the biggest dummies. Why? Because when the Mets lost, mind you, we didn't bring no no smoke to the Yankees all year. We're focused on our team. We're happy. When the the Mets lost, I had Yankee fans hitting my phone. Mind you, didn't hit me up the whole year. But we lose, and you hit me, right, with all of this nonsense. However, now, the, the Yankees are down 0-2 to the Astros and they struck out a combined 30 times in the first two games of the series I don't I don't smell that energy that energy is not there anymore that Yankee pride is not there anymore so I I didn't call anybody I I didn't try to throw those shots 
I saved it for today. There's a reason why I saved it for today because obnoxious Yankee fans need to hear it. You guys, outside of the Eagles fans, are the worst fans in sports. The worst. You have the most championships and the most obnoxious fan base out of those fan base because we don't got no smoke with y'all, but yet you always try to, to, to bring the smoke to Mets fans. We have no problem with you. Aaron Judge is a good player. I like Aaron Judge. So the fact, so for all of those Yankee fans that brought that energy to me, I don't hear from y'all. I want, I want that same energy from y'all now. Shouts to Mike Guido saying that, you know, he never thought the Yankees had a chance against the Astros. That's a real Yankee fan. Not these other idiots. So Yankees and Russell Westbrook, you guys think that you're this holier than thou, nothing's wrong, and everything is fine. Think you're 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 big time guys or whatever it is. Yankee fans are just pompous. You're losers. Complete losers. 0-2-0-4-11. So it's a combined 0 for 13 for both of you guys. <laughs> but you're winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. Um Jimmy. Appreciate you, super intern. Of course. You know, did a good job. Nicole on the ones and twos. Always solid as usual. Uh, shout out to my bookie again. Um, you know, giving us the opportunity. Uh, you know, definitely hit that link in the description. Um, and, you know, go make some money. So, until next week, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.